0: Hi, everybody. I'm particularly excited, I think, today because we have been talking so much with some of the programs we're launching right now about the nervous system and this really impactful tool that we have created um, around how to look at your business and growing your business through the lens of the nervous system. And it is our goal to continue to push our audience And you're thinking around different avenues, different ways of making an impact on your business. And and this is so exciting because we get to talk about it through an embodied perspective and a brain-based perspective and bring these components together. So, so nice to be with you, Anne. So nice to be with you, Chantel, on this morning (laughs) time. Loving it. I know. I know. Um, This is a a unique opportunity for Ann and I always to like actually just converse as like excited humans and entrepreneurs and creators. Uh, Every time else we were connecting, except for when we're in person, we're always like getting down to business. So I really appreciate these moments. Well, let's kick off our conversation with what's in process, what's in progress. And we tried to record this podcast last week and we're having internet issues And I can't remember what I said was in process and progress. So let me think for a moment. It definitely has to do with the nervous system work that we have been facilitating. And we shared with you all the interview and it of me regarding my journey um, with the nervous system work and the impact that it has made on me and I think I'm just really like enjoying being in this soup of work and research and science and being able to hold both of these things at the same time of like the emergent quality of, you know, the evidence-based work. But then to be, you know, on the front lines really of, of applying it and witnessing how it Is applied and can make an impact. So that's a little bit vague, but that's just definitely what's on my mind, kind of in a in a big picture kind of way.
1: I'm loving that. Yes, I know. A lot of times when we interview someone, it's of course it's for the people to enjoy who are listening, but it's also rather transformative for the person giving the interview. uh, I think when when done well, (laughs) Um, and you have those, and you're so thoughtful, Chantel. So. I love that so much. But one of the things that I can share is just a big shift that I've been having uh, since no longer being a brick and mortar uh, business owner, which I identified very heavily with for 20 years. Um, at the big, the end of 2022, I uh, sold my studio. And that's been a real relief for me. It's been a, a big change. And yeah, just that thought of like I value intensity in my life. A lot of what is my thinking and when you have two businesses, there is like this level of intensity. Uh but I also notice that the spaciousness is just so I'm so thankful for it. Yes, I think that there is a lot a lot of people will argue, well, just stay with the openness, just like tolerate the space, right? I feel like I've heard that a lot. And it it can be hard to tolerate the space. (laughs) But I think because Mm -hmm. I'm aware, due to a lot of these thoughts about like, well, you know, it's like, all of a sudden, I want to fill myself back up with other things I'm, you know, maybe volunteering for, obviously, working more in a single business is really nice. I didn't like being so split. So that's just some of the things that I've been kind of working through in my mind. And I think just having the nervous system awareness around it to be like, oh, you know, I desire intensity. I desire to be like on a tidal wave of work um, mm. or a tidal wave of because th- that can be very inspiring. But I don't feel like I always get my best work done <laughs> when you're in a tidal wave. Right. Right. Mm. Maybe like a big wave, mm-hmm. but maybe not a tidal wave. So, um, yeah, it's just been really, it's been really just supportive over over the last few months to really because it's been nine months now. <laughs> so I'm Wouldn't I'm birthing my own self <laughs> into into non brick and worderness and I'm I'm liking it a lot.
0: Yeah, I think it's an interesting point and relevant, perhaps to the specific topic we're going to be exploring today. This tolerance of space, like just how do you tolerate a slower pace, more space, less urgency in doing? This is something that I certainly have to learn because we're talking today about two ends of the spectrum in terms of doing. And we want to identify both the potential cause and the potential solution. To each of these things via the lens of the nervous system. And I imagine we will also touch on the impact of how our brain is working in the prefrontal cortex, uh, cognitive load piece, but to position it for you, we see in our, our entrepreneurs, our leaders and our educators, you know, just human nature, either this propensity for doing like manically doing, overdoing, doing for the sake of doing, doing for the sake of what I experience or have experienced in the doing is like a compulsion to do, a manic drive to do because there's some perceived safety and belief that tells me that if I just keep doing, I won't die. You know, like I won't, it's like, if we look at it, if we go back evolutionarily, it's like, if I just keep running, right? That's the nervous system compulsion of like run toward safety, run away from threat, like just keep taking another step would be my analogy of of how this plays out in like, when we were actually hunting and gathering and now we're hunting and gathering some other kind of thing, which is money, success, fulfillment, the completion of things. So that's one end, right, of the, the manicness of doing. That's where I tend to live. So this idea of creating space and then the tolerance for space I can totally relate to, although I, I, I either don't think about it so much that way for myself or I have at least figured that out in part. But Anne, you tend to, or have historically, from your own mouth, admitted to live on the other end. So tell us what that's like. What's the other end of the spectrum that we're talking about today? And what what is that like for you?
1: Yeah. So I feel like there came, so I'm going to qualify it a bit, like I'm definitely someone who likes to do, <laughs> however- I found myself in a place where I was just not doing. I was not taking action at all. And I was feeling, I think, really, really overwhelmed. And it's funny because the overwhelmingness, I don't think was happening so much from the work. It's that I was also having a health challenge Mm -hmm. in addition to the work. And, and the health challenge specifically is I wasn't getting as strong in my, in my post surgery hip after um, a labral hip repair surgery. And I was getting like really frustrated, uh, that I wasn't able to like have the space to, I think when you're in, in need of healing, like you need space. (laughs) (laughs) but you also need to not like linger there. So, but I was really stuck in not doing. um, And it was really frustrating. And I was really berating myself a lot for not doing. And I was really just thinking like I wasn't good enough because I wasn't doing. Uh, But the reality was I had to do this really, really big thing which was to move beyond studio ownership. Mm. And it was just terrifying to me because I'd done it for, you know, I started it when I was 23, um, sort of like the beginning of my adult life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have done other things like I within uh, other than studio ownership in that time, but it was sort of like this anchor that I had. And then I would do these other things, but like, that was the thing that I did. Um, and so it just, it was just a very interesting experience to go through because particularly being around Chantel and not just Chantel, but also like other business owners who do a lot, you know, and I was like, why am I not taking action? And it was because the action I needed to take was like, was one that I was really struggling to take, which was to say, I'm going to put my studio up for sale. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, there's just so much in that, you know, like when we are faced. So I uh, I want to qualify this conversation by saying and foreshadowing a little bit this tool that we have created where we're looking at how your nervous system responds to different actions in your business within different departments or domains within your business. And so we really have kind of deconstructed it for the folks that we serve to say, let's isolate these actions and your belief system and and history. I, I'm very hesitant to use this word, but it, trauma that we might have, right? We have emotional residue around doing in different domains that impacts how we then do in the future. And so we all have areas where we will feel safer doing a lot, taking a lot of action consistently. And we all have areas within our business and within our life where we can get really stuck and paralyzed. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be some big thing. Like Anne is saying, you know, this big thing, this identity shift, this kind of moving out of something after Two and a half decades like that, of course, for most of us can be paralyzing. So we all have all of this, and the the beauty of seeing our different ways of behaving through the lens of the nervous system brings a tremendous amount of awareness and also compassion, which is really important, so that we understand that it's we're not broken. Like we don't need to be fixed, right? Like it's like, it's not that we are bad or, you know, we get into this and really intense comparison thing Anne touched on that a little bit. We all have it. We all do it. We're all navigating that kind of all the time, I think. But it, it, when we see our actions, our behaviors and our experiences through the lens of the nervous system, it, it allows us to actually extend compassion, and to create some objectivity for ourselves to say, I'm having a physiological response that my nervous system is trying to protect me. Like that's all very good. We and we, and then what we can do is separate the judgment, the self berating, the you know negative self talk, which then just either keeps us in manic action taking that does no good or keeps us paralyzed. So I want to just say we we act differently in all of these domains and it's important to understand how we act and how we behave in these different domains. So when we are overacting, (laughs) right? Overacting, overactioning, uh, if I can turn that word into a verb like that, in my experience is, is a, is a form of dysregulation. It is what I am aware of in myself is that it is a unhelpful fight or flight response, right? It's, it's a fight. I think it's a fight. That's the quality or flavor I would give to it. Like I'm fighting to stay safe and My history, what I've been taught, what I've learned, what I have given meaning to through my own experiences or watching other people is that staying in action is safe. It's a safety mechanism. But when we are dysregulated and taking action in that way, our action tends to not be focused, it tends to be scattershot, it also tends to not be consistent and it, it it has it doesn't have a formula doesn't have a framework it is not held by the glue of vision intention or, or metrics we talk a lot about metrics in our business and we've been on a big push uh, spearheaded by Anne's brilliant brain to really ana- analyze metrics and and be with the metrics like befriend the metrics <laughs> And and let it let the numbers inform us. You know, it's this. I think it's so cool that we can take something like the nervous system, which a lot of people think is a little bit hard to talk about, hard to identify, a little elusive, maybe a little even in the realm of woo, which is not true at all. I mean, it's an actual physiological system, <laughs> you know, that we have. So, but then to say, well, how does my nervous system impact the metrics? or my ability to analyze the metrics and create a strategy, create a plan, designate roles for the plan, actions for the plan, consistency to implement the plan. Like You cannot do that with a dysregulated nervous system. And more truthfully, you cannot do that well with a dysregulated nervous system. This is also I would say one of the strategies that has is so beautiful about our partnership or being in partnership, whether you are you have a co-owner, co-founder, or you have a team in which you can delegate is that like when I I mean if I'm being totally transparent like I see the value and have experienced the value of metrics in my life. It's like balancing your checkbook. You learn that hopefully, you know, when you're a teenager or your early 20s. I I get all that. I do all that. But it doesn't necessarily make me feel safe. Like I have some history in my life where money and scarcity like has made an impact on my neuroanatomy. I have a specific lens. I see those things through. And so I lean on Anne to co-regulate with me to create steadiness and and safety in me so that I can take the action that maybe would feel less safe or impossible to take on my own. So there is such impact that we can create such positive change that we have the power or opportunity to create When we are aware of what underlies our actions in relationship to our business, so with all of that, that's a lot. It's a lot of talking. I sometimes just cannot stop myself. So, but I want to. I want to like just turn to you, Anne, and like what what's coming up for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I do. I'm very thankful that you've had that experience of regulation around money and investment and those types of things cuz that that's really touching <laughs> to me and that's something i think that i've learned really well from from my dad yeah there's just always been this extreme steadiness with him around that and i think i've just for whatever reason infused that and i've also I've also been lucky <laughs> i've also been privileged <laughs> like we can't ignore all that right mm-hmm. so i'm thankful but I love that sense of co-regulating and like when you're in business. And I think that that's a huge piece, like how you can co-regulate with your clients or how you can co-regulate with your staff members and how important that is. And then I think if you watch, you know, if you were to kind of take a look and say, well, from my staff, you know, if, or from, from the people I work with, because this is what Chantil and I have done. It's like, if you're looking at this spectrum of the person, like is a person maybe doing because that they're doing and doing, doing because that's where the safety is, or maybe they're, they've gotten so the nervous system is based on a hierarchy, which is essentially that if you're, if you're stressed, you can go into fight or flight. But if you're like really, really dysregulated, I should, I should use the term dysregulated. If you're dysregulated a bit, you go into fight or flight if you're more, you've kind of gone to this tipping point of like, you are very, you know, really pretty dysregulated here. You can go into a, a feigning or fawning, which you kind of stop, you stop taking action. The, the stopping, the non-engaging is a form of protection. Mm -hmm. Where are you seeing that In, in your staff members or have you seen that in your staff or have you seen that in people you work with? And then when you're, and this is just one way, right? There's many different ways, but when you when you see people through this lens it can really come with a lot of compassion mm-hmm. right and that's how you know that's how the world's going to make change right is if we all have more compassion that doesn't mean not holding people to to their their highest potential but it also allows you to have some real conversations that are based in biology versus like personality or you know it's more like hey, I've noticed X behavior and you're more coming in from a checking in point. You know, how are things going for you? Right. You know, are, and you can, you can explain these types of things because a lot of people feel safety and knowledge and knowing, right? A lot of people, I mean, I think for a lot of people, the concept of science and research and like, is it actually true? Or yeah. for me, I find a lot of safety and understanding like, well, what's the biology of the body and how, or what's the biology of the brain or like what's biology and how does that impact our business, our business decisions and, and where do you find safety in that? And so I think anytime you can really stand up as a leader and, and be the educator and describe these types of things to people, you know, from a non overly professorial way, but just, an, you know, an engaging way, a, care, a caring way that you're really going to see an impact on your business and, you know, practice it on yourself. (laughs) Where are you finding this in yourself? You know, because it depends on the domain, right? So you might find yourself that you freeze. Like there's a particular place in my life because I had had some misdiagnoses when I was young um, and I was like stuck in a pain cycle for a long time. So Mm -hmm. if I have like something that triggers pain Oh man, I I can go to feigning or fawning pretty darn fast. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a it's a super highway. <laughs> but I know that about it myself and I'm I'm working to unwind that and find off ramps and all, you know, all the metaphors I can say about that. <laughs> but you know, like other people have other triggers. And so we just want to think about those uh, you know, challenges that you have so that you can just see that lens. And I think that lens just leads us to a lot more compassion.
0: Yeah, I mean they're there are two things that come to mind. Um, we teach that in order for you to take this work and implement it, you need to be doing it for yourself first. And beyond like the anecdotal kind of self-help reasons for that, the, the scientific reason is that physiologically, My nervous system unconsciously changes yours and yours unconsciously changes mine. So the moment we engage, interact, hear each other's voices, see each other's faces, you know, just think about being in a team meeting, whether you're on the phone, uh, on Zoom or in person. If you are dysregulated, if you're agitated, if you are in a state of um, negative... uh, (laughs) how do I say this without like going into there, this I can state, which is, which is the fight or flight state. There's a positive place in the I state. Like there's a, there's a positive tone or energy that keeps us taking action. But then there is the kind of dysregulated negative realm of that, where we are actually combative, We are argumentative. We are angry. We are like all of these negative things that do not support communication or collaboration. So when you become aware of your own nervous system experience, it's just it's simply and not so simply the recognition of the experience that you're having that can create enough space for you. (sighs) To take a breath or three and become more regulated so that your team or the person or people you're in front of can also start to regulate. And that's where connection happens. That's where positive co regulation happens. That's where then better communication and collaboration happens. So, oh, this, the beautiful thing that Anne is talking about, which is when you can identify for yourself, what is the root of behavior that you engage in that might feel confusing, uh, things that you say, actions that you take that you don't understand, like they're driven by your nervous system and your nervous system's experience of being safe or not safe. And you can start to extend compassion for yourself as like, oh, this is a biological imperative. This is just the thing that happens and and I can create awareness and and compassion and non-judgment, right? I like this word objectivity. I can then I'm more there's more space to go back to this idea of I can now choose how to behave. I can I can be responsive. I can do some work to be more present or to lower my voice or to make safe eye contact. But you see, you see that as you practice it, you can then identify it in other people, which is what Anne is speaking to. And when you do that, there is such a beautiful, like humanizing of, of another person that it allows us and to have more compassion and to treat that person differently, right? To treat that person with kindness and respect, which then makes them feel safe and opens up so much more opportunity for resolving conflict or being creative to new solutions. But if you're just triggered and pissed off about something not getting done or not the way you want it or for fuck's sake you said it 16 times why am I having to repeat myself or whatever the response is like if you start talking to that team member or coworker or you know staff person from that place they immediately are going to go into disconnection and nobody gets anywhere. But it has to start with you. I mean, it just has to start with you. It's not actually that complicated. And the results are are really quite profound. Yeah, I'm wondering, Anne, if we can wrap up our conversation this morning with a little bit of like uh, take-home action steps for people. So when you were finding yourself in this place of uh, paralysis or inaction and if you find yourself in that in smaller ways now, what, what are your tools? What are your go to strategies that, that people who are listening can practice and play with right now?
1: It's funny, like as you asked that question, I kind of knew what you were going to ask. And then all of a sudden, all these answers (laughs) emerge. So I'm really excited (laughs) that I hadn't really noticed before. So what it is, I seek co-regulation and the way I know I do that is I seek because like when I was going through this experience, I was asking people who I I was, I had some business coaches, so I would ask them. I would ask uh, people who I worked with who I knew had been in business. I would reach out. I was talking to a person who sold businesses. I reached out and spoke with my lawyer. <laughs> like There are a lot of ways in which I was, of course, I was seeking knowledge. Yes, of course. But we know that knowledge comes in the container of emotion. And that emotion, I was seeking a steadying emotion because, mm. and I was seeking support in taking action. So I think one thing you can think about for your own self, again, we always want to start with ourselves. If if you're finding yourself in a place of what we think of as Overwhelm or not doing or inaction is really can you find someone who you can co regulate with? Again, that may include someone who's also bringing their expertise to the table, but you know, I was also co regulating with my husband. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's not a business owner, so you know, he, but he was helping me through those feelings and emotions. And so, yeah, it's really, I think for me, there are many ways in which to do it, but for me at that moment, the co regulation is what I was really seeking.
0: Yeah. And just for those of you who might be new to that language, co regulation is a nervous system term, but really what it means is asking for help, seeking connection, seeking support. We can intentionally seek out connection and communication and support from people who. Are relevant to the problem or the decision we're trying to make, but we can also turn to people who, who make us feel safe, who make us feel joyful, who are maybe completely outside of the realm of the situation that we're working in. And it will help our nervous systems to regulate, to feel more steady, to feel calm so that we have, again, this is this idea of like more space, lower cognitive load, more, you know, better function for the, for the prefrontal cortex so that we can like have some expansive thinking. We can, you know, have more room for outside of the box thinking that's really co-regulation on, on like, you know, the surface and out of nervous system terms. So I just want to clarify that if anybody is like feeling like, well, I haven't heard that language before or I'm not clear, but I love that. And so from my perspective, when I am in that manic doing, like checking boxes, and I have very admittedly like become, I think over time in my adult life, addicted to follow through and addicted to like the finishing of things. And I just know, I, I'm familiar with it. I know where it comes from and I don't berate myself very much at least anymore and i don't try to not do the doing because i also can i can also like hold some curiosity around like i like doing doing makes me feel good and so for me one of my strategies is to shift the realm in which i'm doing so if i'm getting really stuck i'm feel myself getting agitated i am maybe getting sharp in the way i speak i'm impatient like these are kinds of qualities or emotional qualities that happen for me that I experience is I just shift my doing. If I am becoming agitated in the realm of work and doing, I literally close my computer and I go to the garden and I trim the flowers and I pull weeds and I water and I, but I'm still doing because there's some energy that needs to be Released, cultivated, like harnessed, or I wash the dishes, vacuum, sweep, do the laundry. Like those things make me actually feel very good, but they give my brain a rest from the agitation of the thinking. And it's, it's then when I'm like, when I'm wrung out. that then I can do some of the other strategies. So for me, I self-regulate through changing my environment. That's the way we would talk about it in nervous system terms. And then I can apply strategies of breath, uh, movement. So exercising is also a thing, a way that I manage that kind of manic doing. I'm working out energy. I have to really kind of ring myself out before I can... Settle. And and this is like in the extreme cases of doing. And then I can apply softer tools, calmer tools, deep breaths, maybe meditation, a slow walk, and then co-regulation. Very often, I would say in the majority of cases when I am dysregulated, co-regulating is not the thing I turn to. I actually turn towards self-regulating. And I have to, I have to kind of, I have to clear that energy for myself before I feel like I can land softly enough to then co-regulate with another. So it's different. And just be, these are just strategies you can, that will hopefully pique your curiosity. You can begin to notice for yourself, how do you behave in what domains in your life, in your business, do you tend to be an overdoer? or get stuck in non-doing? And what are your strategies? What feels good? And you do not have to think about them in nervous system language. You can just take note of what you do and what supports you in creating that, that space to change your orientation, change your energy, and essentially change your nervous system. I just love this so much, and it's really fun to to look at the work through a very specific behavior, and so I've really appreciated this, and, and as is the case in so many domains in our work together in our, our lives, and you and I have these this dichotomy, this oppositional experience, so I really just appreciate that and hope that that is valuable for our listeners. We're going to keep talking about this. If you have questions, um, curiosities, challenges in doing the work, please reach out to us, uh, send us a note, um, leave a comment in all the places where you can leave a comment. And we'll just keep exploring in the effort to uplift the work that we all do, the impact that we all want to make, and the lives that we all are trying to make better for ourselves and others. Thanks so much, Anne. Thank you, Chantel. Okay. Until next time. What a pleasure it was to share again with you just the amazing impact this work has on us as human beings, on the way we interact and connect and on the way that we create, make impact and build our businesses. We wanted to share an opportunity with you, a special opportunity to dive deeper into your explorations of your own nervous system and how your nervous system can impact the way you engage with, make decisions and take action in your business in the show notes. You're going to find a link for a clarity call. We are offering a totally free 30 minute diagnostic for our most motivated, curious and driven leaders and entrepreneurs and educators to get on the phone with Ann and I and to discover how your nervous system is impacting not only your business, but your relationship to your business and the clients you serve. We're only taking two of these calls a week for the remainder of this month. So get on one of these calls, snag it up in our calendar and make sure when you're booking, you write nervous system. So we know exactly why you're there and we can support you in these powerful, powerful 30 minutes and share with you more about how we are bringing the nervous system work into the way we build our lives and our businesses. We can't wait to see you on our calendar. And again, we thank you so much for your listens, your downloads, your shares, and your reviews.